Dave and Darren. Here come your top five things. Ah. Oh, you did a good one there. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. This is a review of what we got done on our morning show, which you can hear over at planet939.com. If you're you know up early and you want to listen to uh, us cracking jokes in real time while playing uh, uh, records and whatnot, if this is the way you want to consume the show, we're, we're grateful that you're doing that. So thanks for having us on. Uh, my name is Dave, and this gentleman over here is Darren. And uh, there's more. If these podcasts aren't enough, you can uh, gain access to everything we've ever done over the course of Dave. more than six years. Go to nachoradio.com and become a patron today. And you'll also have access to patron-only podcasts. Uh, this particular podcast brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edible edibles. The recreational waiting lists are available. Reserve your time at the website, which is ntillinois.com. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's going to... Uh... Uh, nicely segue into the top five things, and we're going to begin with the number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Another one of these wedding shaming stories for you where somebody went to a wedding and didn't feel like things were up to their standards. This one's a little weird, though, because I can't imagine it's easy to get married with everything that's going on. Or It's probably easy to get married, but to have a, a feast, a celebration, eh, that's probably not a good idea, right? A reception? And and everyone does things differently, right? Like, you've been to dozens of weddings. Each one has their own thing that's a little bit different. And some things you like and some things you go, well, that's not the choice I would have made, but you keep your mouth shut about it. Mm-hmm. But now there's this this whole part of social media where you go to a reception, and if things are not up to your very high standards... You take pictures and you make fun of the people who got married and, and I, invited you for their day. And I'm guessing you do it in real time now. Well, that's it. Like, I'm at this I'm wedding. I'm here now. OMG, this is happening, <laughs> right? <laughs> wedding meals. Uh, sometimes there's chicken. Sometimes there's uh, steak or, or, or pork. Have the fish. Uh, okay, well, again, you could do the fish, sure. Uh, this... This bride and groom is in the headlines today uh, for the food they chose for the reception. Bridesmaid, actually the one who shared the photo of her plate on social media. Uh And the wedding reception meal was uh, half of a croissant, (laughs) two toothpicks with like cheese grapes and strawberries on them Uh like a little tiny bowl with some cucumbers tomatoes and carrots and a bag of lay's potato chips that's the meal and i'm showing darren the photo here Uh of the meal they had at the reception Uh this looks like something you would give a small child on a field trip (laughs) yeah bridesmaid writing here we got our food which is in quotes which was half a croissant sandwich, fruit on a stick, veggies in a cup, and a bag of chips. Now, is this what they signed up for? And if not, I mean, who's the person in the kitchen thinking, <laughs> let's see if this 
Let's see if they'll go for this. So you think this might be a case of the caterer shaving off a couple of the corners? It says here, none of the chairs matched at the reception. It just looked a mess. Other people who attended said to be baffled by the meal. (laughs) Baffled. Potato chips. I don't know whether to laugh or feel sad. And someone points out here, they couldn't even spring for a full croissant sandwich. Just half each. Well, how much did you pay? How much did you pay for the bride and the groom or the people who went? I mean, the brides the made people, a... The people who were paying for the reception. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, did you pay for, did you pay for a meal? <laughs> no. Doesn't look like it. Well, okay. This looks like... Well, then this is pretty good. This looks like they realized, oh, today's the big day. What can we find at the gas station? That's what this looks like. We didn't. Yeah. If you didn't, didn't really... if you didn't buy a meal for everyone, mm-hmm. then I think this is a pretty good thing. But then, wouldn't the thing to do to be, we're not having a reception? You could get away without having a reception. Now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Or sure is could. is the thought well, if we don't have the reception, we can't get all the gifts? Like, I don't understand the mindset here of of having half a croissant sandwich. Cheese on I mean, cheese on toothpicks I and a bag of I potato chips. I don't know if there's any blame. If you're going to be passing blame around, mm-hmm. who to uh, who it should land on? Because I do, we don't know that they paid for there's for a, a meal. But there's also this bit of awkwardness. This is a bridesmaid that shared this, and I know that it was a bridesmaid who shared it. So I'm sure the bride knows that her bridesmaid shared these photos, and now people are talking about it around the world. Right? I mean, like. This is not a story that I'm sharing because it happened to a friend of mine. This is in all the papers this morning. You're saying bridesmaid. I thought you said it was the bride who took the picture. No, the bridesmaid. Oh, the bridesmaid. Is the one who shared the picture, not the bride. Okay. Yeah, no, the bride and groom are are obviously the ones who put this meal together. Mm. And by meal, I mean cheese on a a toothpick. Okay, well, then there's nothing to complain about then. What do you mean nothing to complain about? Well... You, you you don't expect to get a meal when you go to a wedding reception? Well, that's why you don't give that's why you don't give a gift until after the reception's taken place. So you go there with a blank check and a card, and then you write a number that you think is appropriate to cover your meal and then a little something extra. Let's do it that way. Right. You know. Right. So that would be a case where you would write a check for maybe twelve, thirteen bucks. I made it thirteen dollars. <laughs> And be grateful you got that. I thought thirteen was fair. <laughs> but listen, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna pass this number over to you <laughs> and see if you think this is doable for what we got here. I want you to look at the half croissant sandwich. The but who well, maybe cucumbers was, and to, and little cherry tomato in a cup. Maybe it was an open bar with top shelf booze. I don't give you that look. <laughs> it's like we're not spending money on food. We know you people. You people. This will got... be this will be enough, right? Because I know you people. Yeah, you'll end up throwing up everything that we feed you anyway. <laughs> I know you monsters. We sprung for the Patron. Here's a bag of Lay's potato chips. You can't have both. You guys, I'm not paying for you to barf up a steak yeah, dinner. Within an hour of no. you guys getting out, getting in here, you will not be operational. Now that would be an interesting conversation to have. 
Like not a when they're chance. doing their when they're doing their toasts. You all might notice uh, the meal's a little skimpy. That's because none of you can be trusted <laughs> right. to digest the meal, <laughs> right. you drunken maniacs. Exactly. The missus and I, we've thought long and hard about this. Each and, and to give any of you heathens actual food <laughs> would be an affront. Each and every one of you, to the last one of you, demanded an open bar. So with many of top you. Top shelf liquor. And if you think. <laughs> so many of you, when we said, what would you like for the meal? So many of you number said, one answer. don't care as long as there's an open bar. The so, number one unanimous answer. <laughs> this is from, what you, you get. And if anyone has a problem with it, there's the door. Do not take a bag of potato chips with you on the way out. Those are to be enjoyed Those here are to be in the hall here. with all the chairs that don't match. Yeah. That could be what's going on. Okay. I like that. I like that scenario. At that point, you're going to get more than $13. <laughs> right. Because I know a lot of you aren't even going to touch that croissant. <laughs> two. 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 This is Fat Bear Week. Fat Bear Week. Uh, the week where bears in the wild need to put on as much weight as they possibly can yeah, because hibernation is happening. This is something that they do at the Katmai National Park up in Alaska, where they actually have a tournament to see which of the bears can put on the most weight, can put on the most weight. How do they determine that? Oh, I'm sure they're able to get them on a, on a scale. Yeah. Somehow? Well, I mean, these are wild animals. They crown the fattest bear in the park's Brooks River. I'm not crowning them. The competition features the area's largest bears competing against each other in a bracket tournament. The it's round robins. <laughs> what they do is they take pictures of the bears and then determine, and then they put them on social. They put them online, and then you vote for which fat bear you think is fattest. Who's the fattest From bear? From the people that brought you World's Wettest Dog. It does sound like your kind of show. America votes. Wouldn't that be something to mm. know that you're, ah, it'd be great to be a bear. Uh, I don't know that it would be. Uh, the whole idea of just the hibernating? I, yeah, the idea of hibernating? Oh, that I think sounds I'd, very attractive. I think I'd go crazy. And I'm someone who enjoys sleeping. But not sleeping for half of the year. In a cave. I have to imagine they look forward to it. You think? You think that's like your favorite oh. time to be a bear? It's hibernation time? Uh-huh. Looking forward. Come on, let's go, you guys. Yeah, I think. Jeez. Just get Bruh. away. I think it would be a drag. Look at him. Fat Bear Week. They got matchups and everything. For bears, gaining weight before hibernation is a big deal because you don't gain a lot of weight. You don't make it through the winter, right? Yeah. They are now... In what they call a uh, a phase called hyperphagia, which means they have to eat non-stop. Yeah. Brown bears in Alaska are the largest bears on planet Earth, and they can weigh anywhere from 600 to 900 pounds. They're usually twice as heavy before hibernation as they will be in the spring. wonder if George the Bear would take a big, long nap after every season. Well, you know, the guys respect me when I go for my naps. Because they didn't go to the playoffs a lot. Oh. What's the matter with you guys? Not, no, not a lot. Not ever. Hibernation could last up to half a year in their den, 
and a bear could lose up to one-third of its body mass. In preparation, these bears are eating non-stop. Brown bears will eat 90 pounds of food a day. That's berries, salmon, flowers, herbs, and, of course, other animals. Last year's winner was a 435-pound bear called Holly. And now there's some discussion as to whether or not she'll be able to repeat and win it again this year. For Fat Bear Week. Back in the early 60s. Yeah. During your uh, golden period. For the Chicago Bears. Well, yeah. Before you had Super Bowls. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the first Super Bowl got played in 1966. That's correct. Before then. So we're talking early 60s. Yeah, they won it all in 63. How many games did you have to win to win the championship? Well, you only played like 12 games. Well, you might have. But I mean, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about in postseason. Yeah. Was it like two? Three at the most, I I have to imagine? I think it was just one. I think you played whoever was in second place, right? I mean, how did they? Because when the NFL was, I just don't. I don't. Yeah, it was on just, its own. Yeah, it's on its own. How many games did you have to win? Like how many playoff games were there? Yeah, that's interesting. I I, I don't will, have a fix on that at all. My guess I can't is, imagine it was very many. Well, I'm, keep in mind this was a time so like the World Series was whoever won the American League played whoever won the National League just by records. There were no playoffs whatsoever. Right. Up until... Yeah. Yes, that's right. So this idea of... And then you had the two divisions. You had the East and the West. Yeah. And then they would play. Right. So you had... then You, you had, had one had, round had before one the round. World Series. Right, right. That was a big deal. Football, the divisional playoffs. As far as football in the early 60s. Yeah, I think you just... I think it was just the top two teams played a game, and that was the championship, right? I don't think it was much. Yeah, no, there wasn't a lot of playoffs. And then, you know, keep in mind, these guys would... Then have to... St- go to go, go to work. find work. Yeah. You'd, you'd be the world champion, and then it was like, you got go to go cut meat or sell cars yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I got to go to the garage. <laughs> right. Right, you're making like, you know, maybe six, seven, eight grand a year. So let's see. 63 was when the Bears were the champions of the West Division, and they played the champion of the East Division. So they had divisions in 63. So the season ended with the Bears beating the Giants at Wrigley Field. So that was it. There was no there was no playoffs. Playoffs? Just one game? No, that's it. The winner, it's just like in the World Series, the winner of the East. All right, I mean, I guess just like the... Uh, the playoffs would have been later on. Um, yeah. You, you, you went from the regular season to the championship game. East champions played the West champions. One that game. was the championship game, yeah. Yeah, and that 63 season, keep in mind, um, that would have been... The Bears would have won that NFL championship. I mean, it's just a couple of weeks after Kennedy got killed, right? So the Bears... Won the West with a record of 11-1-2. Now that's the... And the Giants won their division with a record of 11-3. Is that... Two the, ties. Is that the what? year before they draft Butkus and Sayers? Didn't they draft them like in 64? So you win, you win the world championship and then, and then you, you draft... And then you bring in those two guys and you don't do anything. No. Can't win anything. Well, let's see. Do I have that right? 64 would have been the season that um, 
Well, let's see. Alex Karras and Paul Horning were reinstated after being suspended for gambling. Struggling. Um, yeah, that, that, that does seem weird that they would win the championship. And then you add and then two, draft. Of, two of the best players ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, what are you doing? What can you do? What can you do? You, you would think that things would have been nice and easy for you. Right. You won the world championship. You made your team better on paper, and yet the Colts ended up winning the Western Division. So, talking about these bears putting on all the weight, uh, other animals doing that as well. I'm I'm taking a look here at the pumpkin in front of your house. Yeah, uh, it's it's they're going to eat all of it. Yeah, you're not going to have to throw it away. It's just going to be gone. They're doing a great job, aren't the they? Squirrels have been. They're going. They're in. They're getting inside. I would say this: looking at Darren's pumpkin in front of his house, it's. I would say a third gone. I was thinking about that yesterday. It's like this. That is the perfect thing for mm-hmm. a squirrel. I mean, you can't put anything out that's better than that, right? You get to eat through it, and then when you get in there, there's all that pulp and seeds. Yeah, the seeds are going to be good for them, too. I bet you're right. Yeah. That would be just marvelous yeah. for a squirrel. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. And then the height, uh, you know, depending on what size pumpkin you got, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a squirrel, you can just kind of lean up against it <laughs> and <laughs> and have a good meal. It's great. You, where else can you eat something that will support your weight while right. you're consuming it? Right. It's like you're bellying up to the bar, and you can eat the bar. Right. That's fantastic. I've never seen them do a number on it like this year. Well, you had mentioned in the last couple of days that the squirrels have been Gnawing going on after it, but your now pumpkin. They've, they've but... broke on through to the other side. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. I can see them actually... Getting in it, but you can't make a home out of it because the roof is no, gone. You can't. They have made no, a. You can. Yeah, I think you're just going to have the stem here in a week. Yeah, and maybe a thank you card. Thank you for the pumpkin. It was delicious. Yeah, it pleases me. Signed the squirrel, and that's the only pumpkin they're doing it to. Interesting. There's like, uh, there's oh, I don't know. We've got. Some smaller ones as well. So the other gourds are being left alone. Yeah, they are. It's like, let's focus. This, this is one, our pumpkin. This one right here. Almost like you've made a deal with the squirrels. Yeah. You may have that pumpkin. Right. We'd ask that you leave the rest of our gourds alone. And the squirrels are like, that's our deal. Uh-huh. Thank you for the pumpkin. Good deal. Story here from Florida of Florida. a rather fat squirrel who's been spotted Eating cheeseburgers outside of Florida McDonald's. Why wouldn't you? Probably. I mean, if you had to, if you put a McDonald's cheeseburger in front of me or a bunch of acorns, I think I'd go with the cheeseburger. Like I don't, I don't question the choice. I don't know that we can eat acorns. Probably good for you. I don't think they are. Are they poisonous? I don't think they're good for humans. Pack full of arsenic. I don't think. I think we're supposed to stay away from those. You can't eat acorns if you're a human? I don't think that's the best idea. Hmm. I think it would I, I it'd be good for your I cleaning cer- you out. I certainly wouldn't load up on a belly full without maybe doing some reading first. Just sitting here enjoying some... What are you doing over there? Eating acorns? You can't do that. So humans cannot eat acorns. I don't think I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah, they contain tannins which are toxic to humans. 
<laughs> what is that kid doing over there? You can leech an acorn to make it safe for human consumption. Uh, so you need to you need to leech them if you want to eat the acorns. Leech them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get rid of those tannins. Leech them. Yeah, leech them. What do you mean, leech them? Leech them. You 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 know. Put a leech on them. No. You you boil them. Oh, you're boiling them. Yes. Why don't you say boil them? Because that's not the word that they use here. I didn't. I'm 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 not giving information I already had. It says leech them, which is you boil it. You've never leached anything. No. I once leech. I. Uh, I mean, I've boiled stuff. I just didn't leech them. Like you ever. You ever leech a peach? Leech a peach? Yeah, you put it in there, you leech it, and then the skin falls right off. I've never even boiled a peach, well, let alone the same leech thing. one. Well, but boiling, I think that verb means you're boiling it to consume it in its state, whereas leaching is you're getting the water ready. The water is a means to an end, right? You're not If you're boiling peaches, that means you're going to boil the peaches and then eat the peaches in that way. Whereas you leech, you put the peach in... You leach it. You then take the peach out, and the skin comes so off. And I'm, now you got to leach. I'm peach. leaching a hard-boiled egg. I think technically that would be correct, mm. right? You're not, you're not eating the eggs right out of the pan in the water. They're hot. <laughs> this was a mistake. You don't. Yeah, you don't boil. You don't boil eggs. Hard-boiled eggs, and then just take them right out of the water and bite them in half with the shell on. I mean, someone does. It says here if you were to Somebody eat... Somebody does that. If you were to eat raw acorns, it wouldn't kill you, but it would taste ter- terrible, yeah. and you would probably ruin your kidneys. Well, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, ruining your kidneys is kind of killing you. They are also poisonous to cattle, dogs, and horses. But if you must have them, go ahead and leech them to remove the tannin. <laughs> what do you mean if you must have them? Telling you. <laughs> We're telling you you're going to have kidney failure, I, but I, I, if you a, must have them. I got to have those acorns. <laughs> There's not enough of other stuff around. Look at that boy over there. Look at our son. Look at him eating those acorns. He had to have it. He had to have the acorns. That boy, I tell you what, <laughs> there's something different about that one. <laughs> <laughs> This squirrel eating the cheeseburger. Now, how he got the cheeseburger, I don't know. Did somebody leave it out for him? Did somebody drop it and he grabbed it? Probably. Uh, Someone says here, I pulled into a parking space and this squirrel was a few feet from my door. I thought it was funny and people have found it amusing. They get video of it. Yeah. And yeah. The hamburger was uh, given to him. He did not order the hamburger. and, And there are people saying, well, that squirrel looks pregnant. Squirrels don't get pregnant this time of year. This would be a lousy time to get pregnant if you're a squirrel. It's just full of cheeseburger is what it is. So that's that's happening. If you must eat acorns, again. <laughs> that's what we're telling you. If you're compelled. We're not suggesting you do. You, no, in fact, we're telling you you should not. But if you Have must. Have to. Right. Three. 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 I got my hair cut over the weekend, mm. and now my phone doesn't recognize me. My phone. What, you, what, is, what does that mean? Well, so you, my phone has got the, the face ID where it, it knows what my face looks like. So it knows, okay, this is and you Dave. you shaved your beard, too. I did. Are you did. starting it up again? I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I'm always starting a beard, aren't I? Right. Um, went and got the haircut over the weekend, and now, yeah, I, I guess I look so different that my phone doesn't. 
Get a little shaggy myself. Doesn't understand. You are getting shaggy. <laughs> I uh, and I'm, I have to type in the code because the phone doesn't think I'm me, which is strange. And when I got my hair cut, does it know me? We were talking. Uh, does my phone know me? I think it does. Do you have? Do you type in a code, or is your phone just always available? I have to. Well, I will if it times out. Then I have to put in a code. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have face. You know, facial recognition. Oh, it's something else. I don't know that I want it. But it, it's you know, it's just easier than always typing in the stupid code all the time. It's just easier. Well, if you're using the phone, you don't have to put the code in. Mm, huh. That's a good point. As I was getting my hair cut, the uh, stylist was asking. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how we got on the topic, but I had just finished the documentary on the Challenger that's available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Challenger that blew up in 1986. Uh, it's it's worth watching if that's something that interests you. Uh, it's also very frustrating because is that why you have that shirt on? I'm wearing my space shuttle shirt today. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of takeaways from this Netflix documentary, if you'll allow it. Uh-huh. One is, there were scores of people who were screaming, if we put that shuttle up, it's going to blow up and kill all yeah, those, those people. Yeah, those O-rings are going to give. Right. I mean, and I guess I had known that there was some debate about that, but you, it was, you're, it was you're in the room with these guys. Prevalent. Yeah. There's one guy who's saying, this is going to blow up. Yeah. Don't do this. I guess I also didn't realize that they were supposed to go up on Super Bowl Sunday, but they they didn't because there was a problem with the door the next day. Yeah, and yeah. then one the one guy was like, "Well, I was glad that that happened because then I got to watch the Super Bowl." But yeah, there were people just screaming, "This thing is going to blow up if we if we put it up." And there. certainly, if you try to fly it or send it up in these temperatures, yeah, that was the other thing that that they were saying you we shouldn't we it's shouldn't make do the this o rings that more brittle but they did it anyway because they thought well if we just ignore the problem it'll it'll go away mm-hmm. and then it blew up uh, one of the real takeaways was peter billingsley does that name ring a bell that is uh ralphie yeah ralphie from a christmas story he was also messy marvin i think too he was of messy course marvin. messy marvin was always making uh, his uh his chocolate syrup in such a way that it caused such oh, a mess oh that's right yeah he was also on Real People as the kid correspondent. NASA was trying to get us more interested in the space shuttle program because, you know, it went up in gonna, 81, 82, and they, the, the plan was... They were going to put him on there? They were going to put a kid in space. The problem was with the space shuttle, it was going away from page one of the news, and it was going to page three and yeah. four and five. Yeah, sure. So this Krista McCall, if this teacher... They put her in outer space because they thought, well, this would be a good way to get interest in the space program. And they had him, Peter Billingsley, involved in something where they were going to put a kid in space. So he was there on the viewing platform watching Krista McAuliffe thinking like, I could be on the next shuttle. Like they could name, they could do this kid in space thing because they wanted it to look like, hey, we can just send regular people into space. The commander of the... Challenger was was wrestling with this and he was talking to his wife. He's like, these things are test vehicles. We shouldn't be having people that aren't NASA uh, employees. And he was saying to his wife, like, should I tell this Krista McAuliffe that this thing could blow up? Because this thing could blow up. And the wife said, yeah, you got to tell her that. So she knew going in that it could end badly. Rhonda's ex-husband, Monty. Yeah. His dad, a teacher, Uh a science teacher. Mm -hmm. He was one of the finalists to, to go up. 
Will they show? Like, was he with the last ten or the yes? Last... Uh, yes, I believe yes. Down, so he so was he's, down to that cut. He's probably he's in, that in the documentary because yeah. they make the announcement there with Vice President Bush and and it, they kind of ran it like it was a beauty pageant. Mm. They have all ten finalists there, and then and here's the reveal. Vice President Bush says, "Yeah, it's you know it's going to be Krista McAuliffe," and then you know they were all excited for it. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, the runner up should have been more a, excited for themselves, no doubt. Runner-up was a woman named Barbara Morgan, who ended up going up on a shuttle. Mm. Uh, and then the other takeaway, too, is I think we all forget we lost two space shuttles. Yes. There was the one in, what was it, 2003? Columbia. Columbia blew uh, when up. They were, yeah, when they were trying to come back. Blew up on, on re-entry. Re- re-entry. Yeah. And we forget about that. And the thing is, this is a documentary that's just about the Challenger, but they mention this at the end. It was the same thing where they knew that there were problems again where that thing could blow up on re-entry. Like there's all this all this documentation saying this is a concern we shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. and they did it anyway and then uh, you know more astronauts ended up dying in, in a space shuttle but yeah. It's it was uh it's an interesting And that's Netflix. It is on Netflix. It's a limited series uh, documentary. I bring this up because as I'm getting my hair cut and I was talking to the stylist about it, and, you know, it's just just that chit-chat you do when you're getting your hair cut. They brought it up or you did? I don't know how it got brought up. I don't know. It got brought up somehow. And... And then I got brought up? No, you didn't come up at all. Oh. Uh, I I'm able to I have... Thought, I thought that's where you were going No, I'm able to have conversations without mentioning you. Oh. Or I, I, not necessarily you mentioning me. Well, then them mentioning. Tell me you. if you think this is a jerk move on my part, because uh-huh. I I've been wrestling with this ever since it Did happened. Did you say on stop Saturday. talking and just cut my hair? No, no, I, I'm not. No, no, I like small talk. But as we were discussing, you know, going up in the shuttle, a stylist who was working on someone else on the other side uh-huh. was like, "Well, I would love to do that because we we're talking about, you know, maybe they will send someone to I would Mars love to blow point. up." No, no, no. This other stylist was saying, "I would be interested in getting on a rocket and going to Mars. Like, we would mm. love to do that." And uh, and I and the stylist and I were saying, "Well, you know, good luck to you there. That seems that seems kind of risky." Bold move. And we were talking about how long it would take to get to Mars. Yes, it would take a couple of months to get to Mars, right? Is that all? Yes. And the other stylist said, well, actually, that's not true, because in space, there is no time. That time doesn't exist in outer space. Uh-huh. And rather than just keeping my mouth shut and saying, okay, well, that's not true, uh-huh. I had to say, well, no, that's silly. <laughs> but I, sh- like, I'm sitting there correcting someone, but that's a silly thing to you say. You mean the same way time doesn't really exist here? Right. <laughs> Right. Said, well, there's no, well, there is no time in outer space. I said, well, I think you're you're talking about if you're traveling faster than the speed of light, time is different. But yeah. time exists everywhere. And then and then she was like looking at me like, well, you didn't have to say that. Like, <laughs> you didn't have to tell the truth. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> you didn't have to throw facts at me. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, actually, there is no time in space. There's no time in outer space. I'm like, who says there's time here? I, I don't think that that's. I don't think that that's true. But then afterwards, I thought, like, why do, why do I got to be such a know-it-all, you know? Well, yeah, but the but but you're learning. You already had the example that uh, that 
you know when to keep your mouth shut. I need to do a better job of that, is what I'm telling you. I could I could do a better job of that. We're Dave and Darren. It's not easy. And no. It's no, not, sir. <laughs> certain proclivity. Well, would you have just said nothing, or would you have said that's... What? That, like, if you were in my situation, and someone who you weren't even talking to injected themselves into the conversation and said something like, there's no such thing as time and space. Would you have said, I don't think that's right, or would you have just kept your mouth shut? I wouldn't have been talking about the challenger in the first place. <laughs> Tell you the truth. So what are you talking about when you're getting your hair cut? No. Not what you watched on TV? I pretend I'm asleep. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm not really asleep. No. Because uh. I want to make sure that, that you know... They don't get out the uh, the, the shears and everything. Well, there's, but, n- there's no such thing no, as pretend, time yeah, in I, outer space. I, I pretend I pretend I can't hear anybody. I have to learn how to do that. That's why I'm asleep right now. Because in the rest of the day, I was walking around like, why did I have to correct that one? I'm sorry. I should let you know that I'm a catatonic and a gory. <laughs> I I have. I have what's uh, known as sudden onset narcolepsy. I have, I have narcolepsy, and yeah. I'm also catatonic, yeah. and I am not interested. <laughs> also, nothing you have to say to me is worth repeating or, or responding to. So, cut my hair and good day. And you'll get a you'll get a fair and proper tip. I tip based on how well you can keep your mouth shut during the haircut. Is that sh- the sort of thing you would I say? I shouldn't be here long. I. <laughs> <laughs> Make me look good as quietly as possible. Now let's get those orange juice cans in my hair. And, <laughs> and let's, let's... Put me under the dryer. It's, uh, it's, it's mystery date night, don't you know? <laughs> so... Orange cans in my hair. Four. ATM blowing up in a Chinese restaurant. This happened in Philadelphia. Three men blew up an ATM in a Chinese takeout restaurant. They weren't able to get any cash. These guys entered the Golden Chinese American Takeout Restaurant in uh, northwest Philadelphia. It was on Friday after 9 o'clock. They ordered food. They then placed some sort of explosive device which damaged the ATM and the window, also knocked items off the shelves behind the counter. They went back into the establishment but were unable to remove the cash box that was still inside the damaged ATM. It makes sense you'd want food. (laughs) We're going to want to eat after this. We're going to knock off this Chinese restaurant, but also... Doesn't mean we shouldn't get something to eat. I'd go for a little chicken sesame. Myself. These guys then fled, one on bicycle, the other two on foot. Police uh, searching for suspects. No arrests immediately What if you had to carry the machine? It doesn't seem very well thought You're going to put that on a bike? You're going to balance that on a bike while you the, the two of you run behind balancing it on the bike? My guess is they had a cartoony understanding of what a cash machine is, and they probably thought, we'll blow it up. The money will then rain all around us. Right, we'll grab it. Grab it like you're doing a promotion at the ballpark. Uh Stuff as much of it in your pants as you can, and then ride away on your bike, and then we'll 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 hot foot it on uh, on foot here, and we'll have some egg rolls and delicious egg rolls. I don't think a couple crab rangoons would be the worst idea in the world. 
went back into the establishment after they blew up the ATM, but were unable to get any of the money. Okay, so it wasn't just a, it wasn't an ATM that blew up because you were using it. No, I don't think you don't that, want that. I don't think that's ever happened. That's not good for anybody. That an ATM would blow up from overuse. Well, things blow up. <laughs> no, they don't tend to blow up, Darren. Things blow up. Lighters blow up. Things um, that have phones blow accelerant up. Accelerant in them, yes. Uh, hoverboards blow up. Well, don't yeah. tell me things don't blow up. They a- blow up. ATMs don't tend to blow up. Well, no, that's not been uh, that's been not been my experience. Well, you wouldn't want that. No, nobody nobody wants that. The cast of Laguna Beach doing a, a reunion special. Are you intrigued? Was that the show that you were always watching? Laguna Beach. Or was it The Hills that you watched? There was one of these MTV shows where you were all in on it. And I no, was like, I what are you I was talking about? I was aware of it. No, you had you knew nicknames and everything. Lauren Conrad and Stephen Coletti reuniting. Uh, they're doing this to get people to vote, apparently. Okay. Uh, this reunion won't be released until 500 people get registered to vote. 500 people? I'm already registered. <laughs> I can't, so I can't help you. You can't help the Laguna Beach. I can't help you if I wanted to. That was a spinoff, right, of The Hills? Don't act like you weren't all in on that. There was The Hills. Was it The O.C. too? That was one. No, the OC, the O.C. was a, a scripted TV show. Well, so was this one. No, but I mean, this was actual actors. That wasn't a, the real Orange County And was. then she met Jay Cutler, but now they're not together. So that's Lauren Conrad or that's Kristen no. Calvillary? But she was on one of those shows. Which one was she on? Mm. And then she got her own show, right? Yes. But I don't know that that show exists anymore because Jay's not, uh, they're not together. So no. we don't have Jay Cutler. No. Yeah. Laguna Beach, the real Orange County, was narrated by Lauren Conrad as she completed her senior year of high school. Well, they were that young? I guess so. Kristen Cavallari was a junior that year. So this is a show that aired from September 2004 to November 2006. That's They were in high school when they were on a reality TV show? That seems like terrible parenting. Right? I don't think any parents show up in it. It's just the for, kids. For good reason. <laughs> keep me out of here. You keep those keep cameras me off me. Keep me out of your little uh, your little MTV show. Would you be willing to do a reality show? No. Good for you. No. It's, I'm I, a little surprised, but good for you. I, if I'm going to share any of my life, I'm going to do it here on Dave and Darren in the morning. Yeah, you got enough. Yeah. Where it can be edited. Right. I have a TV show. My yeah. reality show is I go and I drink beer all around uh, the Midwest that's that's okay, but it like that's kind of a reality show, yeah, I guess. But it's not like they don't they're know. not in my house watching me drink. But they, I would I, they ever do that? Maybe I suggest that I should suggest that that they show you getting prepared to go do brood. I put on my shirt and I leave the house. There's still, not, there's not a lot to still it. Still, people want to watch that. I don't think anyone wants to watch that. They think they do. They uh, they're already watching it. Yeah, but they're not watching me getting ready. No, but they're all watching other people get ready. This is the thing. Brood, the star of the show is beer. It's not me. It doesn't matter. People want to hear about beer. They don't care about me. Yeah, but if you're if looking you care for about something me, interesting. Yeah. Listen, you guys are in tough times right now. Yeah. These people are hurting. Yeah. It wouldn't kill you to show you 
getting ready to do an episode of Brood. My producer wants to, um, you know, get started. We need to record new episodes for suggest sh- that for December. Suggest that. And I just don't know how we do it with everything that's going on. I, I mean, know. we are going to have new shows, but we'll, we'll have to figure out a way to do it responsibly. But Couldn't they just send you beer? The show is not like about... you open up a package and uh-huh. there's a beer in it. Oh, look at this. And there's a little note card here. Let me read this. <laughs> this is going to. Oh, the, oh, this comes from so and so. And it's supposed to taste like this. Okay, I'll run that. Uh, by, I'll run that by the team. And I guess and, and see now, if they like the idea. And now everyone time me to see how fast I can drink it. I don't drink. And beer. now on to this next package. I don't drink beer fast. That's not you don't. Well, sh- up until now. Up until now, I'm just th- thinking of new ideas. Okay, everyone, watch me chug this beer. Like you know that Who do episode. You think watches the show. You know how they had that episode of Mash where they had a clock in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, was a scary episode. You do that one with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, time me. What if we do like the episode where uh, of Mash where I have all the nightmares? I'm in a boat and my limbs are falling off, and then there's beer in the boat with me. And you just strangled a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a chicken, though. I know it's. Oh, it's awful, Hawkeye. That's why you're here. Lost his mind. Yeah, well, that's that. Why he should have. Well, war is hell. Five, five, five. Number five. Someone who has been on the cover of Playboy, uh, October 1978, was when she would have been on the cover of Playboy. Now, I don't. She never posed uh, for for the magazine. But she's about to turn 75 years old, and we're told that she is in talks to pose nude for Playboy to celebrate her 75th birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put a couple of minutes here on the clock. It's time to guess, uh, Darren. Who's posing? Who's posing for Playboy? I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Again, I've given you some hints. Was on the uh, cover in October of 78. It was a big deal when she was on the cover on October of 78. Uh, going to be turning 75 mm-hmm. and is in talks to pose now nude in Playboy magazine. 30 seconds on the clock and go. Raquel Welch. Ooh, that's a good guess, but no. Mm. Uh, uh, Barbara Mandrill. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a very, very good guess. You don't know. Dolly Parton. That's the winner. Congratulations. Yes. Although, now that you mention it, I wouldn't mind seeing Barbara Mandrell pop out of that top. Come on. Mime is money. Dolly Parton said to be in talks for a photo shoot with Playboy magazine to celebrate her 75th birthday, which is coming up in January. She says she plans to celebrate her birthday by posing nude. She says, I, I might do it if I can do it in good taste and they want it. We'll do it along and get a really good in- interview inside. She says, yeah, I'm talking to Playboy about doing it. Uh, Playboy not responding uh, to this when asked for comment, but she is in talks. 40 years after that iconic bunny suit cover that she did back in the day. Talks to Pose, nude. In Playboy. And Porter Wagoner is uh, threatening to get naked for Playgirl if they ever bring that magazine back. And dig up his bones. <laughs> if they dig up the shambling corpse of Porter Wagoner, then yes, that's something they could do. Boy, He's nothing but rhinestones now. <laughs> 
He's, All that's left of the rhinestones. He's more rhinestone than, than a man. <laughs> Barbara Mandrell will turn 72 uh, this Christmas. What about his, her sisters? Yeah, I would rather see Barbara than uh, Lurleen, Arlene, and uh, Floleen, or whatever their names were. False. No? No. But Dolly Parton, naked at 75, she says, I was asked back in the day. You would think that they already but have... But I, I was, that was not me. Then. You would think that they already have that attraction at Dolly World or Dolly Land. See her naked? Where you walk into like a <laughs> like a, a, a room of mirrors and, you know... One of the mirrors is and her one of the standing mirror- there naked? <laughs> yes. All these mirrors make you look different shapes and everything. And then if you, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you look in one mirror... It happens to, for just an instance, you see her naked. And then there's just people waiting when you get out of the attraction. Did you see her? I did. Did you see Dolly Parton naked? I did. It did show up. She doesn't show up for everybody, you know. You're very lucky. I ran through that mirror. I'm cut up pretty bad. <laughs> I tried to get after her. I, I'm cut up pretty bad. I, I ran right through it. <laughs> I ran right through it. Yeah, she's not I really went, there. That's just a picture of her. I that went to go reviewed. grab her. She will be in Playboy, she says, if it's in good taste. I was going to try to warm her up. <laughs> and I ran right through that mirror and I cut myself to ribbons. I'm looking here at the cover of the October 1978 uh, Playboy. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and here's what, there's, there's Dolly looking lovely on the, on the cover uh, in the bunny outfit, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, then, then here's what the, uh, here's for $2, you can get a Playboy magazine in 78 for two bucks. Uh-huh. Uh, it says, ooh-wee, a hit interview with country queen Dolly Parton. Also in this issue, yes, the best of the West, Pac-10 Coeds Part 2. Mm-hmm. There's also Leon Spinks, the troubled champ. Yeah. How to play the inner game of sex and win. And Cheryl Teagues answers 20 impertinent questions. Impertinent? That's what it says here. Cheryl Teague's answers 20 impertinent questions. She answers 20 questions she shouldn't have to answer. Why, why would you say that about your own interview? Impertinent means not showing the proper respect. Okay, still. We asked Cheryl Teague's 20 rude questions, apparently. It's questions that didn't need to be asked. These are none of our business, but we asked her anyway. Well... That that could be how we ring in the new year with a a, a nude pictorial from Dolly Parton. Well, I'm willing to pretend it's 1979. Yes, absolutely. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. And just like that, we're done with the top five things. It was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have a location in Milan on Tech Drive and West Main Street in Galesburg. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. You can uh, get signed up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment. You can do so um, on Twitter and Instagram. Till we get a chance to do it for you again, thanks for downloading, liking, and subscribing, and leaving a review for us on iTunes. Until next time, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Dabbing board, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh.